0: Welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars, special episode of People Are Talking. Now, usually we are trying to help you conquer the world and take the world by storm, but today we are going to slip into the societal concerns and have a, hmm, what is that called? A, An open-hearted, open-mind, thought-provoking conversation about world events, because Don't snooze, there's so much going on. My special guest today is once again, Eric, because we like to get different points of view here on our channel. Now today, there's so many things to talk about, but looking forward to hearing the other side of the coin. Eric, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, one of the things I had wanted to talk about and again, it's hard to choose because there's so much going on, but with the constant news cycle, if you will, about book bans and the impact that I think that could have, I came across one of my new favorite, um, what are they called? Twitters? Personalities on Twitter. There we go. Um, normally I listen to or read her jokes, but today she had a thought-provoking lead and I thought would really work for today. I won't read the whole thing to you, but one of the things she said is, I know why we're in the shape we're in now, and that's because we dumbed down the educational system to the point where two thirds of the people in this country are barely able to grasp the truth and implications of anything. Now that's a very damning statement, if you will, but she backs it up with some numbers. So let me just give you the the lead in the headline. Literacy in the US and if this isn't, well, I'm gonna leave out her opinions. 54% of adults have a literacy below the sixth grade level. Now, I think that is just short of criminal for oh so many reasons. I happen to be one of the overeducated. I do have a master's degree. I believe in lifelong learning. I enjoy reading and learning new things and I don't understand I just don't understand when people don't, you know, when people are in curious about our world and they're not trying to learn, which to me leads to closed minds. But without reading the whole article, 54% sounds like a very large number, although I did know that most people read, quote unquote, less than one book per year. It's like once we're through with school, we never open a book. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think, first of all, that would explain so much, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. do you, do you feel like that's an accurate statement? I mean, obviously I, I, we're in two different places. You haven't seen the article necessarily, but what are your thoughts, first of all, about literacy in America today? Has that entered your list of things to worry about or think about?
1: um I think part of it was brought to my attention through you when you recommended I help an adult country um which I did pursue I never heard anything back but like you said I should follow up but it was kind of adult literacy uh,
0: program through the library excellent program right Right.
1: Mm -hmm. it was kind of weird that I never heard anything back at all like you know not even I didn't hear anything back, but I, I should look further into that. So um, it was, it is definitely concerning, but 54%, I mean, where does that number come from? That's, that's, you know, we're talking about more than half the country, I, which could be accurate, I suppose, but it's not something that I've I definitely never heard such a number concerning literacy. <laughs>
0: Well, I think with any statistics, I you know I always take them with a grain of salt because I feel you can skew the numbers to you know match your point, whatever point you're trying to make. That's true. But I think it's a fair set, especially if it's recent. Though I would be more inclined to lean toward that because if, first of all, if you consider that for the quote-unquote longest time, certainly you're aware that there have been studies to show that America, if you will, lags behind. The education of other countries and like you know when it comes to testing we we our students don't score as high as other nations right you have heard that
1: i have heard that i think we put our our education on the you know back burner or secondary tertiary i don't
0: think we've invested enough money and of course we definitely hear daily how we're losing teachers how we don't have qualified teachers we don't have enough teachers or the teacher to student ratio is, do I say this right, too, too low? Um, there's not enough teachers for all the students. But on the other hand, I recently read that definitely since COVID, which has just totally ruined our whole lives, <laughs> it's like, you know, we're we're out of the pandemic, but there's so many ramifications of those lost two and change years, right? There's so many mm-hmm. things that have happened. But I'm, I've, I've read recently that, you know, kids don't want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we already learned that when they were at home, you know, everyone, people learn differently. And so trying to teach students virtually when, first of all, there wasn't enough equipment to go around, that didn't work. And so, yes, our students lost a lot from the time that they were not in the classroom. That's one part of it. And then one thing we don't have on list because that will take us right down the rabbit hole with all the shootings that are going on, who wants to go back to school, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be afraid to leave the House, but I do think about that. I mean, because it's rampant. But with our Don't want to say lack of education, um, you know, that is impacting I think again, I, and maybe I didn't ask you the right question because I do want to hear your part. I don't want to do all the talking. When we think about technology, the advances in technology, how our world is changing, climate change and all the things that are impacting us, I just feel like education is so important. And so when you look big picture of what the ramifications could be, what, what insights, what opinions, might you offer on this literacy and the lack thereof? Oh, maybe. No pontification. What are your thoughts on how to remedy how about that, son? Any thoughts?
1: Um, well, I think uh, you pretty much, you know, hit the nail hit hit the hit the nail on the head with the hammer with the technology because no, you know, nobody's picking up a book even if you have. Kindles or, or e-readers or whatever it is, a book is is the last thing from a young person's mind. They have everything they need right there in their hand in the, in the form of their cell phone. And even there, there's script to be read, but it's still watching a video or something. You're not reading much of anything short of a tagline or hashtags. So I think it's really just, I mean, only going to get worse in, in that regard. As far as, as as reading goes, there are other ways to learn, and I think people are choosing those other avenues of education. Um, you know, like I said, videos, especially like YouTube. YouTube's a big one. <laughs> I know I've learned a lot from YouTube, and I know I'm not the only one. Um, these are things that used to be available in paper form,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and only in paper form. Um, I remember our encyclopedia coll- collection; that oh. was used to be the only way to get information was out of the encyclopedias. And now I just Google it, so I don't see how it could get better. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to somehow make reading appealing to young to younger people. And we're doing the opposite. We're taking books away. So um, yeah, it's, it's 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 on a downward trend. I don't see how you could even plateau, much less keep going further down.
0: The book bans are such a concern. And I, I was trying to remember back on the way back train, if you will, because it's been a long time since I've been in the classroom, but thinking of, you know, the, what is that? Elementary, first through 12th grade, you know, when we did have structures and we did have a curriculum and there were books and I do remember reading in class and the whole idea of banning books on a sweeping level. It makes it makes me feel like we are. I keep saying in a third world country. I mean, nothing. We have these. I mean, there's so many things happening. I I don't know if you remember 9/11, the period of time around 9/11. And you know, first of all, I I watched the replays on TV, and I I did not for the longest time. I did. I just couldn't believe it was real. But, you know, there was a surge in nationalism. I sold and got the, uh, you know, U.S. flag and I put it on my, I think it was a Jeep at the time, whatever I was driving, right? So I was proud to be an American. I was proud of, I believe, our country. And I feel like that was the last time that was the case because now- it
1: definitely was.
0: There's so much negativity going on. I think that our politicians, I know I'm all over the place, but it's kind of, they're all intertwined.
1: <laughs> so, mm.
0: um, but- that was the last time when you know I felt like I necessarily wanted to raise my hand and say I'm an American. Now I'm just like, okay, let's just like talk about that. We don't have to we don't have to mention that to anybody, right? Let that be our secret. Because all the sweeping changes that they're making and how I feel like in many ways our rights are being are being removed, our movements are being restricted, our freedoms are being restricted. And who shouldn't have the freedom to read whatever book they want this is such a slippery slope and i just cannot i feel personally very alarmed and i'm using that word purposefully this is an alarming situation to have books being banned and i feel they're not informed decisions people are banning them because someone else thinks they should be banning they're banning them based on sound bites they certainly haven't read these books i don't believe they have read these books that they've decided that they okay. should be you know just taken off the shelf because someone said where is the freedom of thought i don't feel like people are making their own decisions and once you start taking away books once you start taking away freedoms In many ways, you're taking away choice. And I'm just so, I'm so bothered by these changes that are happening. Now, I feel like we are totally and definitely in, I don't know what the, the, the number of years are, but we're definitely in different generations. I'm only gonna be here for a few more minutes. I think you're gonna be here for a little bit longer. How do you see this impacting your future? What are the ramifications, do you think, with these book bans and these <clears throat> this failure of literacy? And again, it doesn't have to be a book that you read, but there, I mean, there's education, there's the learning part. It's not how you get the information; it's what you that you take information in, and that you let your mind grow and expand and see possibility. And when you take away the books, you take a re, the re, learning is reduced. Our our possibilities are shrinking, and that is a terrible thing for me.
1: Banning books and limiting education is a great and deleting history is a great way to control the population. It's a great way to get people to follow you because they don't know any anything else. So for these next generations, if they don't know anything about black history, it never happened. Mm -hmm. So their parents or their parents' parents, whatever they say is what actually happened. And now if we can get a whole nation to go along with this, then I mean, you know, the limit is endless, something like that. But what I'm trying to say is, is, it's it's all just kind of a I don't want to say a ploy, but I mean we're we're there. There's an end game here. Um, and that, that's, that's kind of what it is. And as far as my future goes, I don't think it has too big of an impact. In- well, I suppose when I'm you know if I'm be a senior citizen, then these kids that don't know anything about you know, 20 years ago or 20 years from now, it may concern me then because they're gonna be the ones making the rules. Mm-hmm. So for right now, um, what these kids don't know doesn't impact me right now. 20 years from now, that may be uh, you know a bit of a concern when they're old enough to to, to have an impact changing laws. Make some rules, you know. Some of us may be getting rounded up then, or something. Right well, now. Go ahead. No, just to say, right now, it's just you know, it's it's definitely very sad. I don't I don't like it. I when I was a kid, I loved reading. I got it from you. I loved reading up up until very recently. I mean, I I, I it's been a while since I picked up a well, not that long. I do some light reading here and there, but I used to like to actually read a full book. You know. Um, fiction. Um, And as you know, I like to write, so it would be really sad for me to finally do some writing and have nobody read it because nobody can read or nobody likes to read. Either way. Yeah.
0: Well, you raised two good points there, which I, I, I failed to mention myself. So thank you for bringing up the reminder about erasing history. Right. If we are not exposed to writings or information about our past, you know, they say if you if what is that? If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat history or something. I know I destroyed that quote, but (laughs) I got it. But the point is, you know, you have to know what happened before so you can make better decisions about the future. And I guess that's really my point. And you also said that when people don't read or otherwise not informed, and then they only know what someone tells them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And sure, that's the easy way, I suppose, but you have to think about, I just feel like you really have to think about the future. You cannot just always live in the now. Because if you don't have the information, and I'm not saying which information you should have because you know these are choices, and these are, you know, we have our own uh, we have our own goals, but we have our own values. That's really what it is. Everyone has their own value system. And if you're not able to learn and grow and to read and to be exposed to different information, I think that just creates tunnel vision and a narrowness of focus, and you're only going to absorb what others tell you without forming your own opinions and decisions and choices. So it's just so so there's just so many ramifications and so to your point about well it might matter in the future. I think it matters now because things are happening so fast. I just cannot I just can't tie. It's like it's 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 just flashing by so quickly and and you can just really get locked, <clears throat> you can get swept up. And to your point about the Young people taking over in the future. How do you feel about term limits? Because I feel like you know the the uh, media pundits can say it much better. When if you look at Congress or you look at the decision makers, you look at the folks who are leading the way. They all kind of look alike, and um, that would be like not, not like us, not like me for sure. And whenever I hear people talk about, this sounds so blasphemous, so no hate mail, please. When I hear about people refer back to the constitution or yeah, the constitution, I think about how old that document is, how old the country is now. And I feel like it's like your business plan. It should be a living document. You have to adapt and you have to grow and you have to just, I didn't say erase anything, but you build on, you can't just keep saying back, you know, um, way back when, this is how it was. Well, we're in whatever 21st century now, which is a long way from way back when, why aren't they, why isn't this more future focused, I guess. And I just feel like once these people come in, hey, great, you raise your hand, you wanna do good, that's what it used to be. Right now, I think it's just it's about who can make, who can score points, who can get sound bites, and who can get media attention. I don't feel like anybody's trying to do any good work for the country. So I would rather vote these folks out. And I think that there should be term limits, like after what what makes sense, four years, eight years, how long should people be able to stay in office? Because if you don't get new people in office, there's no, no thought. Everything is just the same thing, day in and day out. How do you grow like that?
1: Uh, just to double back real quick and clarify, I never said that it didn't matter. Now your question was how did it impact me, as far as you, and
0: not. I, I think you're the spokesman for your generation. That's what I meant. Not like you, Eric, your
1: group. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, but I'm just saying, was it? Of course, it matters. It was how it impacted how I would be impacted by that right now, and what I was saying is. At the moment, I don't think I'm impacted by it now. I think I will be impacted when they can actually make some decisions for a whole country or whatever. Um, term limits. Yes, definitely. We should not have these geezers in there for just unlimited time. I don't even know what it is. Is it just until somebody else wins or, some, or they die or what is it? There's no limit, right?
0: I'm not aware so, of the limits, and I guess it would have made sense to to look it up, but I don't know if you know who <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Feinstein.
1: I do. I remember her from the kid. I Say it. Feinstein, her. Feinstein.
0: Feinstein. Okay, Feinstein.
1: let's
0: go with Feinstein. Dianne
1: Feinstein, Feinstein. Okay, yeah, Diane. <laughs> yeah, Diane. Diane F.
0: So, that's very interesting that you do know who that is. So, I do oh, remember, I remember seeing her, her. In her in her glory days, if you will. I've been in the Bay Area. Oh, my God. I have been here okay, for 40... Well, almost as long as you've been alive. Funny. Yeah, you,
1: but you um,
0: I, I looked up to her. I admired her. And, mm. you know, I thought she got things done. And so now I did see the headlines. People, her party is calling for her to retire. And she is, she happens to be 89 years old. And, you know, you don't want to necessarily put people out to pasture before their time. But she does look a little frail. And I do wonder about her ability to do a good job. I don't know how long she's been in office, but I'm thinking it could be time. Now she's not running for re-election, but that does not mean she could not resign before then, which is what they're suggesting that she do. I mean, she was out of office for months, they say, because she had um, shingles, but now reportedly there were other things that are going on. And I don't know. I haven't talked to her, obviously. So I don't know about her mental capacity, but it does beg the question, how long is too long? And I really feel like it makes good sense because, again, you don't have to erase the past. Ideally, you can build on the good that happened before. And if it's just the same people all the time with little to no change, I don't see the growth. And Agreed. to make them, I feel so political today. Where, where's my red? Got my <laughs> white and my blue. Where's my red? But, you know, why aren't, why aren't, I don't feel like these folks are very future oriented. And to keep America great, if you will, God, I did not use that phrase. To keep yeah, us at so. leadership as a leading country, as a force to look up to, to, to the standing that we used to have. I don't think we have that i don't think we have any pull and i think a lot of that is because the leadership has aged out of reality maybe that's what i want to say now how do you Um, i don't
1: i don't think there's a keep our leadership role at this point i believe it would be regain our leadership role um i think Mm. we lost that a long time ago Mm. um And I think that we definitely need wisdom in Congress. So we do need, you know, some of these people that have been around and have seen things, but we also, but there is, there has definitely got to be a time limit on how much wisdom you contribute.
0: Yeah, that's a good phrase. I like that. So time uh, limit on your contribution of wisdom. But I think, yeah, term limits, but you know, they could be staggered. It's not like we're going to just wipe the slate clean every four years. That would be a mistake. Right. Right. You have to have someone, like I said, build on. So it's not like we're erasing anything, but you stagger the terms so that you have someone who can it's not carry the torch, but you know there's something that has been built. They have the knowledge, they have the backstory for what the next steps should be. Right. Right. So um, yeah,
1: and I think um those um elders or whatever should have somewhat of an apprentice really maybe
0: yes mentor the next level or the next efficient and that's not the right word but that is very true that is that i'm going to give you two right there you're going to limit the wisdom and you're going to mentor the next what is it called at the next level but what does it call
1: the next generation, really. I mean, the, the next whoever's coming in dying. I don't know. You I can mean, call it, but...
0: We're going to have to coin a catchphrase so that we can write this bill and get it passed. Excellent. Mm. Now, I will say, I and I don't know his name, this was pointed out to me by my podcast co-host, that there was a senator who was... Ah. she said he was 77 years old, who was trying to learn about AI in order to be more informed when making legislation for artificial intelligence. Now that's Mm -hmm. the other item that's been in the news. So A, hats off to him, right? Because I feel like, it's just like when you go to work and you have upper management making decisions about the day-to-day operations when they've never worked the day-to-day operations, right? It's the same thing with Mm -hmm. legislation that gets passed. It gets passed because of lobbyists. Um, They have a cousin who, or they have, you know, some, constituents that they want to support, business, whoever paves the way with the mighty green, but not based on the information. It's the same thing with cryptocurrency. And again, I said bouncing all over the place, but there's just so much going on. They want to legislate and make rules about it when they don't have the understanding behind it. And now for artificial intelligence, that is just huge. I mean, I took my I dipped my toe in the water last weekend, I think it was, because it's just been all over the news and I feel like there are so many positives that can happen, but you and I have both been fans of the Terminator series. So there's definitely so many negatives that can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Let that be after I'm I'm gone, please. But I mean, let, <clears throat> you know, they talked about it and they were saying, okay, there's plagiarism and that, you know, they could take, I don't know, tests for kids, people in school or whatever. So I mean, that's the negative side of it. So I'm going to go ahead and tout the positives. And I know you have some concerns about ai taking over but i mean in terms of a business owner right you know especially a content creator maybe that's where i need to go for marketing purposes or to help someone get unstuck that's what i see for artificial intelligence now of course there's much greater uses maybe there's some medicinal uh what's it called medical discoveries that could be made but from the other side of it and i know you like to look at the other side sometimes What, are you more leaning towards Terminator? Are you Definitely. more leaning towards rising up? Why do you see this happening? How do you see this happening?
1: I don't see how we get away from every movie that we've ever seen. Like it's just, it's heading in that direction. Like every time there's some interaction with AI or some article, you read about how these, these wild responses that they're giving to people, they're, if they're learning everything off the internet, the internet is a horrible place for horrible people. And, we're, and this is how we're teaching something that's going to be smarter and better than us at everything and we're like hey go learn everything from the worst of the worst there's no way this can end badly so well, I... it's only it's only a matter of time just like every movie ever where ai figures out that we are the problem now is it in my lifetime or your lifetime? Probably not, but it's probably closer than we think. And I just don't see a way around it. You know, the iRobot put the three rules in there, you know, can't harm a human, do no harm, or whatever it is that the three rules were. So there's always got to be some base code, right? There's always has to be some way that this can't turn against us. It. But it's artificial intelligence, so it learns. It not learn how to get around its own code.
0: Well, I, I and and I guess there's first of all there's there's the science fiction aspect, and then there's the, the current twenty first century. Obviously, you know the world continues to evolve. Everything Techno- was
1: once science fiction.
0: Technology continues to evolve, and so initially, well, first of all, we're already interacting with. AI, and so it behooves us to learn at least the basics, because it is going to be just like, you know, these smartphones, we're carrying around a computer in our pocket. Who thunk it? Remember the big bricks, as they call them, the original cell phones, and it's like, oh my gosh, they've got, you know, they've got this two-ton brick they can carry around and talk to people anywhere, and now they're so much sleeker, but much more powerful, but so...
1: And... What else are they more harmful?
0: But what I was gonna say is that you said that AI quote unquote learns from the internet. That's one aspect or that's one avenue, but then there's also programming. So it's the humanoid interaction with this, I'm gonna call it a system for lack of anything else with this technology. And so they're giving the computer instructions so it's not just whatever they pick up off the internet, it's whatever they're programmed to do, which I think is where the big, big bigger problem will come in is if someone who is having a bad hair day and they wanna do evil things, there are always mm. gonna be evil men who want to do evil things. And that to me is the greater problem. It's not mm. that the machine is gonna to learn to be bad, it's just that someone is gonna have a bad hair day and decide to teach them to do bad. That is mm. my concern.
1: Oh, that's great, I didn't even consider that. Now I got two worries. <laughs>
0: You don't have to worry about any of it but because in the beginning again you what happens is you know they kind of they kind of ease you into it because you know if you go to a website and you're looking up something in this little chat bot at the bottom says hey what's Mm -hmm. up do you have a question Mm -hmm. again you know that's it's either annoying or it's helpful but again they're just kind of introducing people to it easily right everyone again in quotation marks wants a smart home and so they're happy to have their Siri or their Alexa to turn on the lights or to change channels or whatever the smart features do. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know how how long ago did that come up and why, you know, and now it's so commonplace. It's so everywhere so everywhere. It's commonplace. So I feel like I don't necessarily think it's something to be feared just yet. I'm more concerned Bye. about you know, that movie, I think it was called The Evil That Men Do. That is my greater concern um, because do what you have to do, but don't bother the rest of the people. It's like those people who just want, you know, they want to they want to do suicide by cops or so they've got to shoot everybody because they want to be shot. I mean, there's so much cleaner ways to do it. And it's the same yeah. thing with the artificial technology. Why can't we incorporate the good side of it to help us live better lives without I mean we don't have control over anybody else obviously but I guess it's not I don't want to it's not something to be feared I I I think it's something to be acknowledged and something that we want to learn how to utilize because we're not going to get away from it first of all so why don't we find out how we can embrace the benefits and, and improve our day-to-day life? That was what I would be looking at as far as artificial intelligence. I mean, they're making great strides in cures where I keep hearing about uh, vac- and vaccinations for uh, cancer or certain types of cancer. They're making some headway on Alzheimer's and or dementia. Um, so we have to embrace technology. There are many benefits what I want to figure out, and this is, if I was going to pose a question to AI, like I said, I dipped my toe into the water last week and I, I, uh, it was chat GPT, there are different, because we use the term AI like there's one, but there's many, right? So there's, there's AI where you can, whatever. Artificial, there's chat GPT, but there's also something called mid journey, like if you want to create art, visual art. But what I would ask, chat GPT is, I feel like the world needs a hug. How do we give the world a hug so that we can create more love and build relationships and reduce the hate? I think that I should do that right after we hang out because I would really like to know what kind of answer would come back. But if you were gonna ask a question of chat GPT, what would you ask?
1: Um, before chat GPT, there was something it might have been Chat GPT, maybe before it took off. There was I saw I read some article that said go to this website to interact with AI and teach it some things. Mm-hmm. And I did that and I asked it a bunch of questions and it doesn't like anything about the end of the world or how AI is gonna take over or anything like that. It would just flat out refuse to answer the questions. And I don't want to talk about it or whatever the case was. So I did have a little bit of interaction with um AI and with Chat I don't I don't have a question I would ask it. I do agree with you that we definitely need to learn all we can about it. We definitely need to embrace it um, in its early stages. That way, we know how to defeat it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it's, it's something that's there. It's not going anywhere. Um, I've interacted with the, you know, chat with whatever in a,
0: you know, Amazon
1: app or whatever. Just last week, I was using it. Um, I called to pay some bill. Again, probably last week or two weeks ago, and it told me that I was speaking with AI and I could ask it regular questions or normal questions or whatever the case was. Um, I found it interesting, but I I, I was I automatically kind of just turned off by that. Um, not quite sure why, but it it was more, I didn't I didn't I didn't behave any differently. I still asked, you know, very robotic questions, is you know, speak with an agent or whatever the case was. I was yeah. like. Hey, how's your day going? Can I talk to somebody? You know, <laughs> I was still just, yeah, you're not that smart. Um, I don't know what my hesitancy is, is, is in that regard, but um, yeah, I, I agree. We have to learn about it. We have to use it. We have to get in front of it. Um, I know right now there's a lot of, you know, they're trying to put forth legislation and bills to, you know, regulate it. And that's definitely needs to be done, you know, first thing because it's it's taken off like wildfire. Um it's 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 growing rapidly and that just you know <laughs> kind of adds to my angst is it's just kind of like we're going to get to where it, it's advancing rapidly. And that's a little scary. It, it's 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 it, it's also fascinating. Um I wasn't aware about the vaccines and everything or the the cures and and you know things like that that you're talking about. I haven't heard anything like that, but that's, well, it's awesome. Um, But it is also very intriguing as to, okay, where else are we going to go? And what else are we going to accomplish? But again, that other side of that coin is you got, you just have bad people out there. And some of them are very smart and rich or have the resources or whatever the case is. So that's, that's a little disconcerting to say the least.
0: Well, and that is probably I again you've said a couple of things, and that's like probably where you should just put a pen in it as we were wind down a little bit. But it is that is my I don't want to live in fear, first of all. So I'm trying to to see the um glass half full side of the situation versus half empty. And you know, look at the positives and how how it can improve our lives and I am deeply concerned about quote unquote the bad actors that are making life challenging and that kind of make it I I'm I you know I live in a fairly small town or a small town it feels like a small town so I'm not necessarily afraid about um leaving the house just yet but um, I don't want to get to that point, but I do have second thoughts when I go to bigger cities about, you know, what what may or may not happen just because of bad actors. And, and so you have to balance being aware. Uh, you don't want to get too paranoid. you just want to be be aware and you want to be you have to, this is, comes back to the literacy issue that we started this conversation with. You have to be aware of what's possible you have to be aware of what's happening. And certainly you need to have your own values and sense of self so that you can make sense of what's going on, but you also need to know how to respond to what's going on. And that's why it's a recommendation, gentle listeners, that you read or otherwise absorb information and different viewpoints so that you are making informed choices and informed decisions and not just responding to the sound bites that are attacking our mentee on the daily. And so your question was, where do we go from here? And I thought that might be the best place to leave this conversation because (laughs) there are so many things for us to think about, so many more questions that we could ask. But I mean, I think that's a positive not a positive it is positive it's not a negative but i hope it starts the juices flowing when you ask where do we go from here and i hope that you'll be part of the solution dear listeners and that you as a podcast listener i have to feel that you're someone with an open mind um and so join us next week for um our new next divas diamonds and dollars podcast But just also tune in for our next episode of People Are Talking. And that's where we are, might not be solving the world's problems, but we're definitely going to bring them up and we're going to discuss them and give you some food for thought. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Cheers.